Welcome to another episode of Moments of Insight with me, Ava, and I am so happy to have you here. I'm so happy that I picked up the phone to record, <laughs> and I feel the shivers and the vibratory sensory system is on a full load because there is so much truth to what needs to be shared. Mm. As for the other insights, I've been more clear of how to share it, but this one I find somewhat tricky. Let's just say we'll leave it up to God. Okay? So... Hmm. As we are transitioning through these times that we are currently in, it's notable to see what lies within the horizon, the periphery, the insight and the outside. It's very notable to find these little clues that are hiding in all these sites in our span of vision. Because we as humans, in our evolution, in our development, as the consciousness that we are currently embodying, we are still not yet fully able to fathom the length, the height, the width, the depth the multi-layered faceted aspects, the dynamics of each situation. Let's say that we cannot grasp what we do not know of. And if we do not know of it, it is yet perplexing us. It is yet too complex for our mind, body, spirit, to fully take in and embody, to fully experience. So we are not in our full right as beings, as this consciousness that we are embodying, to say that we know of a situation. What is the totality, unless we are the totality embodied, unless we know beyond the knowing, but into the gnosis that we are God. And to state that, that we are God, is such a extremely powerful, potent statement that if you do not know it, it takes practice to even understand the most tiniest detail of it. 
You see, we as humans in our spiritual evolution, we tend to go the path that we are most naturally drawn to, that we resonate most with. And this is a term, resonance, that is being used more and more widely in our decision-making, in our discernment. And resonance cannot be fully followed as intuition because resonance is not intuition. Resonance is not alignment to God. Intuition is. Why is that? Well, because intuition is organically inherent within our being. It does not falter. It does not waver. It does not change depending on our situation or our field or what we pick up and do not pick up. It does not change. What changes is our receptivity to that intuition. What changes is our capacity to hold that intuition, to trust that intuition, to listen to that intuition. Because intuition is the voice of God. And it can come in tiny whispers, it can come in the most subtle silence, and it can come in the loudest, most profound teachings through ourselves. We can pick up on these clues in our worldview. But we can also miss out on these clues as we are drawn towards other things to put attention to, other focal points, let's just say that other goals, other interests. And it is not to blame, of course, because this is the way that our body and mind has been programmed to believe, to receive, and to function. There are several strands of our DNA yet waiting to be fully activated again and risen and embodied. And if we were to do so all in all, we would not be able to function as humans. We have to take it gradually, layer by layer, and embody it bit by bit, piece by piece. Bring it back into remembrance. Bring it back into wholeness. Bring it back into unity. Bring it back into source-governed consciousness Christed with the Sophianic essence of us all. If we were to bring it all back, our physical bodies that now holds a lot of different densities, that now holds a lot of different memories that aren't true and that are true, that holds codes that were put there in... A purpose to distort our truth. Our body wouldn't be able to receive it. Our bodies, our mind-body-spirit complexes, weren't, wouldn't be able in this density, in this dimension, in this presence, in this now, to fully grasp it, to hold it. So this is why we find ways to avoid our intuition or to not really hear it, it's not that we are all in all trying to avoid what the little voice of God is speaking to us within us in our natural tone. Sometimes we aren't just able to hear it. So then we think we know God. Then we think we know truth. Then we think we know what is best for us because we are obliged to a dogmatic belief usually or a principle that serves some form of informative 
template that holds a small piece of truth, but not the entire truth, so therefore it is layered with several illusionary tales, which is lies. We go into these dogmatic beliefs, into these rigid systems of practicing, and I'm saying we because I know that I have and that you have and that we all do this. It is not uncommon. It is it is naturally, it's not natural, but it is widespread. It's a phenomenon that is ongoing everywhere, and it wouldn't be so if we weren't so deeply programmed by the inversions and reversals of the uh, let's just say the evil agenda, the agenda that serves self and does not serve God, the agenda that will be and has to be demolished completely as it reaches somewhat of its own limitation in the evolutionary process. But the soul growth and the soul remembrance and the connection to the spirit and the embodiment of God that of the Christed heart, that of fully, fully, fully anchoring truth into our being, in full connection to God, that I am God, that we are God, that does not stop. That goes on. That goes on inter internally, eternally. It is endless. So we are now on a stage where we are as humans, as individual humans, as collective humans, choosing paths not based upon what our intuition discerns for us, and sometimes not even based upon what our body discerns for us, but what we think is best for us, what we resonate most with, perhaps, and that Tone of resonance, I'm telling you, is really good to have, of course, because when resonance is truly, truly aligned to the true embodiment of the living light of God, to the true intuitive insight within our being, then, of course, the resonance is the same as the ones that I just mentioned. There is no difference. But for now, as resonance is aligning to what the body knows, what the mind knows, but has not yet been cleared of the damaged goods that we are still storing within our DNA, then, of course, the resonance is not aligned to truth. So when we say that something resonates and when it does not resonate, it does not mean it is true or less true. It just means that we don't know really how to navigate, so we follow that which we are naturally most drawn to. We follow our curiosity. And, of course, that is nothing wrong with that, but it is somewhat hindering of our own awareness. Because when we take a step back, when that curiosity pulls us into a, a direction, perhaps a new direction, perhaps the old common direction, it doesn't really matter what direction, just the direction that it pulls us into. If we take a step back from that direction, before we take the leap and walk into that direction, then we might be able to expand our view, expand our vision, and come to a full circle of awareness within that moment. And we can actually also then make choices that is more profoundly based within our intuitive insight and not just on our mind-body resonance.
And a lot of people say they don't, they do not know how to trust themselves. And there's a point in that. There's a point in not trusting yourself. But only if you identify yourself with that which is the junk. With, and I'm not speaking about the junk DNA. I'm speaking about that which is the evil, the destructive forces that has been put into our DNA, put into our mind-body systems to have us go into reversal loops all the time, thinking that we are evolving, thinking that we are growing, thinking that we are knowing what is best for us, thinking that we are serving others when we are in fact not, when we are in fact moving further and further away from truth, when we are in fact getting more and more blinded by what is truth, what is love, when we are in fact lured into a situation that is called fully in all illusionary. It is an occult magic system. A Luciferian or satanic system. Fully ingrained with these doctrines that serve only self, serve only the evil, and does not serve God. And it is sometimes valuable for a soul to learn their lessons there, of course. But we can also take precautions to not land ourselves in in that reality over and over again, or even in the first place, if we are willing to, in the moment of these decisions, to take a step back and put ourselves outside of our situation, outside of our worldview, outside of what we think we know of what is right and wrong, outside of what other people around us are teaching us through doctrines, what is right and wrong, outside of all that information that stimulates the nerve system, stimulates the mind-body-spirit complex, stimulates our attunement to resonance or dissonance. If we put ourselves outside of that stimulation, and we fall back into the core, the zero point, the gnosis, into that space where we can fully align to intuition, then we might hear something different. We might hear something that is that is our key to taking the true steps and making the best decisions, not for, only for ourselves, of course, because we have to do that, but also for our consciousness as a collective hub. I was going to write about this, and I probably will, because there's so much more to write about than just these transmissions. But these transmissions hold codes that are valuable, Lessons learned. And these codes will assist you to take a step back and watch and review what is going on in your life and what you are basing, basing your intuition or what you call intuition on. Basing your life choices on. Because if we choose, like I said in previous recordings and previous codes, what only feels good doesn't mean that it is right or it is true. So we have to train ourselves 
learn or unlearn, open up and activate these latent but ever-ancient codes within us that are fully connected to the Christosophianic essence so that we can embody that truth more and more, so that we can align to that truth more and more, so that we can provide with our God-given gifts through our God-given right to choose. Because if we say that all is well and all is love and all is for the benefit of all and there is no evil and there is no wrongdoings, there has been no trespassing, there is no mischief, then we are indeed going into some form of ignorance and we are indeed avoidant of what is truly going on. And we are indeed, <laughs> by fearing the fear-based teachings, creating more fear within our systems because we are teaching our bodies to only go with that which feels good. And then we forget all about that which we came here to learn. And we forget all about that which is the essence of life here in this dimension. And it is not pain, of course. It is not fear. But it is the remembrance in the face of fear, in the face of pain, in the face of suffering, to know your sovereignty, to know your truth, to know who you are, and to really, fully be able to embody in, in as much as you can at least, as, uh, as much as you can at least, to say, to claim, to understand what it means to say that I am God. Because then, if you realize that you are God, that it, sorry, that is the most profound realization. And it is so profound that you cannot be anything other than God and sovereign and free. As you are in this body, as you are in this being, as you are living the life and witnessing both the torment and the teachings as the blessings and the goods, you cannot be avoidant if you are God. Why would you? Why would you be controlled or steered in any direction other than that which is truthful and aligned to God. So this insight is about learning what that expression actually means. It doesn't mean that you are a God. It doesn't mean that you have somewhat of God in you. Just ponder upon that. Meditate upon that. What does that mean? Do you realize, do we realize what potency there is in that? Do we realize how humbling that expression is? Because if we feel that because we are God, we can do whatever we please, and it is not a true realization. If we realize that we are God, embodied, then wow, there is so much work to do. 
There is so much responsibility to take. There is so many people to meet, so much love to share, so much to nurture, so much to heal, so much to expand, and so much to give. There is so much to give, so much to witness and meet. The work is here, right at our feet. If we stand in remembrance, if we give the grace to ourselves and to that expression, because that expression is mighty, mighty, mighty powerful. And I listened to this reading, or no, it wasn't a reading, but it was an, it was an interview uh, yesterday where it said, the realization that God is and that I am, when those two are synonymous, that is Christed consciousness. It's not I am that I am. And it's not I am a God. It is I am God is. It is the both. It is the same. It is one and the same. God is and I am. I am God, I am sovereign, I am free, and I'm here to teach myself, my body, my mind, my spirit, and all of my surroundings, how to fully anchor the living light of God, how to fully evolve and remember what that meaning is, and how to fully be at service by listening to the voice of God, and not following only the teachings and dogmas that has been ingrained in our system throughout the thousand years of slavery that humanity has now slowly been liberated from. Thank you for listening to this intuitive insight. Blessings. <laughs>